Hello, you're listening to The Narrative Mind with me, Ben Britworth. This week we are swimming in dangerous waters with a deep analytical dive. The deep dive is a longer lecture on a particular subject, which, in this case, is an exploration of how Quentin Tarantino uses the emotion fear as a form of language in the opening of his film, Inglorious Bastards. To this end, I'm asking whether the characters communicate with one another using fear, and if so, how they do this. If you enjoy listening, please subscribe for more. Thank you. In this episode, I'm going to be looking at narrative construction in the 2009 Quentin Tarantino movie, Inglorious Bastards. To give a quick synopsis, I turn to Ben Walters, who says, open quote, Set between 1941 and 1944, the film's five chapters follow two separate attempts to assassinate senior Nazi figures, including Hitler, in a Paris cinema. Close quote. He also adds that, even before its Cannes premiere, Inglorious Bastards attracted controversy for its rewriting of history and its blending of fantasy and fiction. Close quote. This is interesting to note, as it becomes highly evident when watching the film, that Tarantino works meticulously, changing the course of history to suit his needs in cinematic construction. The whole movie would be rather a lot to look at, so more specifically I'm going to be looking at chapter one, Once Upon a Time in Nazi-Occupied France. This is the chapter that deals with an interrogation by a Nazi officer, Colonel Hans Lander, of a French farmer, Perrier Lapidite and the murder of a Jewish family which results. The object can be explored in many different ways. It is a bold scene which Thomas Doherty calls by far the most accomplished set piece of the film, a poised exercise in cool Hitchcockian suspense mongering that could almost be the slingshot into the plot of a real war movie. Close quote. But it doesn't slingshot into a real war movie. It slingshots into a Tarantino fantasy, a film not even about other war movies, but moreover, a film about films. And it is important to keep this in mind when exploring the scene. So, what ways are there to look at it? Colour? Trauma? Music? Fear? To name but a few. And these are just some of the ways of looking that can be used when exploring this chapter. However, to narrow down, I've decided to pick one specific focus, that of fear, and then read the languages it is spoken through, setting myself the question, in chapter one, once upon a time in Nazi-occupied France, through what languages are the emotion fear conveyed in Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards? So, first of all, let's quickly break down the question, what is fear? In his book, The Psychology of Fear, Paul L. Gower describes fear as, open quote, a reaction to danger that involves both the mind and body. It serves a protective purpose, signaling us of danger and preparing us to deal with it. The major components of fear are sensations, feelings, cognitions, and behaviors. Fear can be individual or collective, and it is a complex phenomenon, close quote. Mary Wren adds in her article, Fear in Institutions, that at the core of modern fear lies two essential and related causes, 
ontological insecurity and existential anxiety. Death may be the great equaliser, but when we face it and under what circumstances is most decidedly not. Close quote. Fear is thus an emotion that can be manipulated to useful ends, and Tarantino uses it to his advantage in this chapter. There are several contained groups present in this chapter, between which intercultural dialogues of fear can take place. Those are Shoshana and her family, Perrier Lapidite and his family, Colonel Hans Lander and his soldiers, the Nazi state, and last but not least, Quentin Tarantino and his global audience. All can be seen to experience fear. However, their fear is varied and different. Fear becomes a language by which the characters talk to one another, literally and non-literally, and is described by Mary Wren as inactive knowledge in that it informs the interaction between the individual agent and his or her surrounding social structure. It is inactive knowledge that tacitly communicates power relations. Close quote. These groupings are very distinct and all affect one another. For example, the most obvious case of fear could be said to be seen in Shoshana and her Jewish family, who are hiding under the floor from the German Nazi colonel Lander and his soldiers, their fear being driven by the very real prospect of death if they are found. This is very different to the type of fear experienced by Colonel Lander and his soldiers, a fear which is far more subtle and probably best exhibited by Colonel Lander's retrieval and smoking of his exceedingly large pipe. As Susan Rubin Suleiman suggests, the pipe is a sly but obvious allusion to anxiety about masculinity. Close quote. But perhaps also in a wider sense, it is a statement on the German anxiety of the security of their state. As Mary Wren says, Adolf Hitler's rise from the cauldron of the Great Depression was less an outcome of charismatic trickery and more the result of the sharp ontological and existential crises faced by the people in the throes of the worst crisis of capitalism to date. Close quote. To branch this further, there are both literal and non-literal types of language used within the scene to show fear. Literal dialogues in the sense that three languages are used in the scene and non-literal in the way that Tarantino uses filmic constructs to communicate with his audience. Neither is mutually exclusive of the other, as I will now demonstrate. To explore this, I look to the use of subtitles within the film. Shortly into the first chapter, Colonel Lander asks very politely, and what seems conveniently, whether he can switch from speaking French to English while talking with Lapidite. As Thomas Doherty says, what seems a self-reflexive concession to the subtitle-phobic Americans in the audience ricochets into a devilishly clever plot twist when the fearful farmer reveals that the Jews, who do not understand English, are hidden underfoot. Close quote. Tarantino uses the trick as a clever double bluff, both on the part of communicating with the audience and also with the characters on screen. He utilises language itself the very words, as a means by which to play with intercultural dialogues and tease and punish both the audience and the characters in their missteps in regard to fear. It is as if to say that if the viewer, Lapidite and Shoshana, are not afraid of Colonel Lander by the end of the scene, then they are gravely foolish. A second, this time non-literal, example of language conveying dialogues of fear can be seen through the language of the camera. 
Shortly after the game has been played using the literal language subtitle switch, the camera vertical pans from the scene of Colonel Lander talking with Lapidite, down under the table to below the floorboards, where it is shown for the first time to the audience that Shoshana and her family are hiding there. It can be seen that Colonel Lander's object of desire within the chapter is finding the Jews hidden in the house, and it is, surprise surprise, only when the audience is given the view under the floorboards that the narrative switches from the blind objective view to the distorted subjective view, and the audience is brought in as complicit to the events taking place. As Slazov Zizek explains in his essay Looking Awry, the paradox of desire is that it posits retroactively its own cause, i.e. an object that can be perceived only by the look distorted by desire, an object that does not exist for an objective look. Close quote. Only once the audience is knowing, and in this context provided with a subjective view, can the narrative truly be complete. To return to an earlier quote, as Mary Wren says, Fear is inactive knowledge in that it informs the interaction between the individual agent and his or her surrounding social structure. It is inactive knowledge that tacitly communicates power relations. Close quote. Thus, it is only once the audience becomes fully aware of the situation does their form of fear fully realise, and as such, a circle of communication is opened up. Consequently, Colonel Lander is permitted to find his object of desire, Shoshana is given her motive to enact a revenge plot, and the audience is sucked into Tarantino's maniacal world of film reflecting film reflecting film. Language here, and in particular a language of fear, being key to both the film's meta and minor interactions. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe for future episodes and updates.